The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Bo Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Sitting in the Lee Company Studio here in the Front Porch Sports Headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM. Happy to have you guys along with us this evening as you get set to make your way to your homes. We hope that we can entertain you for the next 52 minutes. We're going to do that to start the hour by bringing in one of the most entertaining guys in sports radio. Our friend, Mr. Chip Walters. Chip, welcome in. How are you? I'm good. You're setting the bar low. Hey. <laughs> if you set the bar low, you can jump over it. Even if you're riding a Shetland pony. Even right. if you're riding a Shetland pony. <laughs> Chip, you guys, um, you all got the first round of Blue Raider blitzes out of the way last weekend. Um, how did you feel like those went? Well, I, I thought it went, they went pretty well. Uh, you uh, trying to think where we started out. Uh, we were in uh, Mount Juliet to start with, and and had a had a nice stop there at lunchtime. And former uh, Blue Raider linebacker Ivan Hickman brought his. He came over to see Coach Stock and brought his young daughter Ivy and several other uh, alums from the area and folks who just happened to be. Uh, by the restaurant came by then where were we Shelbyville uh, on uh, Wednesday night had uh, had really good food truck food there coach Stock coach Mike Polly coach Scott Schaefer all talked and uh, ran into a lot of uh, a lot of Blue Raider alums over there on that night and then on Thursday had a great turnout at in Franklin at the Americana Tap House, which used to be that used to be Puckett's Boathouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah, had a great crowd there, and then uh, another really good crowd uh, on uh, Thursday night at Third and Home. First time I'd been inside Third and Home, driven around it a lot, but uh, also uh, that night uh, being in Nashville got a lot of uh, a lot of good. Uh, local TV coverage and a lot of it was, uh, they held on to till the, uh, the Sunday night shows last night, but that, that came, that worked out really well. And, uh, now this week, three, three stops, Columbia on Wednesday, Smyrna Wednesday night, and then 
Murfreesboro on Thursday night. Sounds like fun. Um, you know, all of those obviously kind of MTSU alumni hotbeds, both where you were with your four stops last week and, and the three that you've got coming up on Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. Kind of that kind of the plan. Uh, and, uh, you know, it worked out that we were in Mount Juliet. Uh, I think Wilson County is always a good, a good stopping place. Uh, I mean, there are other kind of little other hotbeds, um, like you mentioned, you know, Bedford County's always been really good. Murray County has always had a ton of middle alums, obviously Rutherford and Davidson, uh, wouldn't surprise me if, you know, in the future, if they do some things, maybe go over to McMinnville, uh, or, or, or that that's all Warren County has always been really good. So. You know, I, I think you know the the I think the key to all of this, to be real honest, is uh, not to be a one shot wonder. Make sure continue to do this, make this a habit, so where you're where you're you're doing more with your grassroots community outreach, and and I think that's been one of the things that's been most appreciated, and and I think you know folks who've come just like the opportunity to uh, you know have a ice cold lemonade and you know talk to coach stock and just you know and and brent stockville was with us up in nashville uh chris massaro the ad has been at every stop so you know if you got a question or a comment there you can go, take it right to the horse's mouth and he'll be at all the stops this week uh as well so looking forward to now as you well know i have personal rooting interest i, I you know you know obviously murfreesboro is our home base but i want I want the stop in Columbia on Wednesday to blow people away, you know, blow coach stock away and Chris Massaro and all those people who come over. I want, I want Columbia to show up and show out for lunch, uh, on, uh, on Wednesday. Well, I, I mean, of course it's going to, it's only going to make you look good. <laughs> well, it makes the whole thing look good. <laughs> no, I mean, have a turnout there and, you know, and, uh, and, you know, of course, you know, they've Massaro dropped a couple of hints. Now, we're going to have a big crowd in Columbia next week, aren't we? You know, dropping that hint to me. And I said, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to lay that on Chris and Mo and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, because they're the, they're the, the media bullhorns, uh, you know, in, in the afternoon drive time. But, no, I, you know, I've, I've, I've put it out there to some folks hoping the old, Central High School class of '81. Put it on our Facebook page. It'd be nice to see some uh, some fellow uh, lions from those days. And as we get ready for, believe it or not, our 40th class reunion coming up in October. But I'd like to get a little early chatter started with some of those folks. That'd be nice. I believe it, Chip. <laughs> I know you. Feel, we feel it every morning when we try to get out of bed, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So um. Visiting with Chip Walters here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, as we do every Monday. Um, Chip, we discussed last Monday a um, a Facebook Live that was scheduled as a look back at Blue Raider history. Yes, sir, and you you I, I, you guessed when I said there might be a few surprises along the way. You you guessed it. Uh, just that had, was, it, turned, it turned out to be the it was a it was a look back at Blue Raider history. But uh, it was. 
it, but the, I guess it, you know we told the truth, but not all the truth. The uh, the rest of it was that it was the reveal for the 2021 Hall of Fame class, and you know I've I've been part of the selection process now for I don't know 15 20 years on on one uh, one committee or another, uh, and the way that they go about it, how it it kind of works as a funnel of the nominees. You have them all there that, that say it's around a hundred nominees gets knocked down to about 20, 25. And then from there, uh, five are selected by the committee and the hall and the legends committee has an opportunity to put, uh, to put an extra person in should they choose. And that is the case this year with six individuals going in and. It, the uh, the selection uh, that the Legends Committee made this year, I think, is a really good one, and that's Patrick Simpson, who uh, was the best wrestler in Middle Tennessee history, and and probably ninety nine percent of Middle alums do not realize that there was a wrestling program for seven years, and it happened in the mid to late seventies, and uh, that that program. Uh, as Title IX took, took, uh, got really going, there, there were decisions that had to be made on some programs. And at the time, wrestling was the newest. And to add in more women's sports, wrestling, uh, took the hit or, uh, and, and, you know, they, it, 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 that was a tough dis- situation and a tough decision that Bubba Murphy had to make at the time when he was athletic director. But the thing is, you know, now in 2021, uh, we get to remember uh, Patrick Simpson, who has been the uh, head coach, head wrestling coach at Father Ryan for 41 years. Not only was he a great wrestler at MTSU, made the NCAA tournament, uh, beat three wrestlers who were seated higher than he was in the NCAA championships, but he's also been a national high school coach of the year. Uh, excited about him. Jamie Thomas still ranks fourth all time in scoring, and she's been out of the program 20 years. And there have been some pretty good scores come through in the last 20 years. Boogie Yates, who still is the all time leading scorer in men's basketball, became eligible this year. Uh, Jason Millard from Riverdale High School, just the most soft spoken guy ever, but just put up unbelievable numbers. He was in the NCAA tournament four straight years uh, or on teams that were in the NCAA tournament four straight years and made it to the championship round as an individual in two years. Nathaniel Claybrooks, who was a uh, terrific linebacker uh, under Coach Donnelly's tutelage uh, and Ed Bunio's tutelage back in the early 90s, he played uh, on – he basically called signals on the defensive side while Kelly Holcomb – and Jonathan Quinn called signals on the offensive side. And then there's Raleigh Bishop, who probably would have gone in last year had Bryce Brents not gone in last year. They played on the same team together. And and uh, during the reveal, I asked Jim McGuire if it was safe to say that uh, Bryce Brents and Raleigh Bishop, in the long history of really good players to come through there, if they might be the two best to ever play together. And he said he thought that was very safe to say. So that that's a tip of the hat. He's, you had Brent who ended up with the most career home runs. 
Bishop is second all time, and all of his other numbers are just off the charts. So Chip, on last Tuesday, was involved in recognizing the 2021 Athletic Hall of Fame inductees. Um, on Wednesday, it was announced that Chip is part of a group being recognized by the MTSU Alumni Association um, as they are recognizing distinguished alumni for various um, recognitions, I guess. Contributions. Um, yeah, contributions. Yes, thank you. Torrance Edmonds, Edmund, I'm sorry, is the distinguished alumni for 20. One twenty-two. Well, we knew that wasn't Chip. <laughs> no, but, no. Now, Chip is recognized. You really knew it wasn't was the young alumnus. <laughs> <laughs> no, the young alumnus is Gab- Gabrielle Thompson, classes of twenty twelve and fifteen. So she um she doubled up, and um she is liked the, it so much she did it again. She is executive director and CEO for Free for Life International. Um. Let's see. True Blue Citations of Distinction are being awarded for the eighth straight year, and that's where Mr. Walters comes in. In service to university, um, the class of 85, longtime voice of the Blue Raiders, master of ceremonies for various athletic and university-wide functions, and volunteer on numerous MTSU boards and committees is the the short thumbnail there but um this will be his 31st year in the booth third longest tenure for mtsu broadcasters behind only the late monty hale and current baseball and women's basketball broadcaster dick palmer 12 years as a board member on the alumni association and an alumnus of the mass communications broadcast journalism school at middle so um congratulations mr walters Appreciate that very much. And um, as we mentioned, as you mentioned, that this, the alumni awards in this current configuration have been going on uh, for eight years. Prior to that, they, they gave uh, distinguished alumni awards, and that was, that was pretty much it. It just so happens um, I was on the alumni board at the time and was chairman of the awards committee when we were asked by Dr. McPhee to take a look and revamp the awards program to make it more inclusive. And they have continued to do that. And we, we, it was my, it was our committee, the one that I worked with. And we came up with the current uh, awards format that instead of typically two or three people a year, six or seven, uh, because, you know, the scope of and the number of alums across the nation and around the world, literally, uh, have uh, has grown exponentially, and and it, we felt it needed to be uh, more inclusive. And and uh, they added uh, the military service award uh, service military service uh, citation this year. But uh, it's 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 been a, a program that's been very close to me, and it means an awful lot to uh, to be uh, awarded uh, that citation. And uh, we'll look forward to. Uh, to, uh, on the Friday before homecoming, there's an event late Friday afternoon, and and it'll uh, look forward to that because it'll be an opportunity to officially, uh, you know, thank those who who uh, made that happen. But 
it's um, it, it means a lot, and uh, and I really do appreciate it, and appreciate you guys uh, mentioning it. No, no, no doubt. I mean, you know, when you give as much crap to Mo as we have about being the Hall of Famer, he is. <laughs> Anytime we can, you know, project that onto someone else, we, <laughs> it's a good thing. We, we like to do that. Yeah. So, no, Chips. In all seriousness, so you, you know, you, you, as as the the t shirts say, always repping. You are always repping MTSU, and you do it in a fine fashion. And as another alumnus, I'm I'm really excited to see you recognized for that. So, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, are y'all going to get to come out on uh, Wednesday? We are trying to decide get our, our ducks in yeah. a row. <laughs> we for we that. have we we have a deadline Wednesday, uh, which sounds crazy because we have a website and a radio show, but we also have a magazine that is coming out, and we have a, we have a deadline. So if we can hit the deadline, we'll be there. If we don't, it, you know, if we're not there, you know what happens. You know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand. So we appreciate your time, though, as always, and looking forward to uh, to speaking with you, whether it be Wednesday or next Monday. Yeah, but again, uh, come out. I mean, every it's all free on Wednesday. I want to give one final little plug for that. It'll be noon to one thirty uh, at Puckett's on the Square. You don't. You do not have to be a middle alum. Uh, if you want to just come out, and there's going to be a lot of free giveaways. And, uh, and they have a certain amount of food that will be there. I'm not sure exactly what's on the menu, but if it's at Puckett's, it's going to be pretty good. So uh, come on out and uh, hobnob a little bit with the coach, and he'll uh, talk for just a little bit, and then everybody can just kind of uh, have, have fun. So look forward to seeing everybody on Wednesday. All right, there you go. Chip Walters, Blue Raider Blitz, Wednesday, noon, Puckett's on the square. Be there or be a square. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk Mountain West. The uh, Mountain West will preview on the other side of the break, so stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company Studio right after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. talk show you've always wanted it's southern middle tennessee sports today from preps to pros 
live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, as we are at the bottom of the hour. Happy to be here with you in the Lee Company studio in the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, WKOM 101.7 FM. We are excited about the rest of this week. It's going to be a good week. Because tomorrow we have been we we we've been previewing college conferences. Tomorrow we start our high school previews. Should be fun. So yeah, we're about to get ready to talk about the Mountain West. But first, we got to pay some bills and talk about JP's friend, Jason Egley. Jason Nigley is proud to be your local farmer's agent. Give him a call at 615-250-2723, 615-250-2723, and get smart about your coverage. If you are an educator or a teacher, Jason's going to give you a discount. So make sure to give Jason Egley a call. Lawrenceburg native, Jason Egley. Got to love him. That's 615-250-2723. Again, get smart about your coverage and call Jason Egley, your local farmer's agent. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's talk about the Mountain West. For those of you who are unfamiliar with who is in that conference, they do have two divisions. They have the Mountain Division and (laughs) if it's the West Division, I swear to God. (laughs) The West Division. Oh man! Well, what's funny is they did not play as a division last year, they as so not. many team, as so many conferences did not. So I'm sitting here looking at last year's standings and wondering, they've got 12 teams. Surely they're in divisions, but uh, I did not expect Mountain and West. <laughs> but um, that'd be like the SEC having the South and the South East. South and the East, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Well, I mean. It makes it sense. makes sense. Or like the Atlantic Coast Conference with the Atlantic, Atlantic and, and the, the coastal. coastal. There you go. Hmm. But so at least maybe, they put coastal. Maybe, maybe the SEC is the one that's the outlier. Weird step, mm-hmm. actually, the weird one. But still, it's, it's, it's hey, it beats the heck out of leaders, leaders and, and legends. That's exactly yes. where so. I was going. You you were on me because I, I was going the exact the, same yeah. place. Yeah, they um. <laughs> wow. Traditionally, uh, this is kind of Boise and Nevada and then everybody else. Yes, and it's likely going to continue that way, even though Boise has a new coach because their former coach, Brian Harson is down on the plains. Yeah, the loveliest village. Yeah. So Andy Avalos takes over at his alma mater. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator at Oregon last year. Okay. Wonder if he's getting used to the blue field. You know they have they they have a team color field in Oregon. It's green. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Come on now. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I've always kind of liked Nevada out there. Uh, you know, I've never been a big fan of Friday night college football. But, um, you know, came home, came home from a game that I had covered down here, actually, in Columbia one night, 
and Nevada and somebody was on, and they had a quarterback named Kaepernick. And I'm like, you know, this dude ain't bad. Cat solid. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, that was kind of when the pistol was just kind of starting to pick up speed and that kind of thing. And and they they ran it well, and he ran it well, and and I think that's kind of been the um jumping off point for for the wolf pack out there they've been pretty solid well since then they were really solid in ncaa game breaker 1998 when you could only pick like of the worst teams in the country to be their head coach you could be the special teams coach anywhere or you could be the offensive coordinator at like a handful of decent g5 teams or the defensive coordinator but you could be the you could be the head coach of like one or two little bitty schools i picked nevada and won like three national championships before i left so like i like nevada big fan of nevada i like their colors that that dark navy with the silver gray mm-hmm. good looking stuff man big fan and who, who is the coach the 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 computer game host that Got so much love last summer during the pandemic. Coach, Coach, Coach Doug's coach. Oh yeah, the yeah. guy from uh, that that coached he coached Tennessee and yeah, it was it was, uh, Coach Doug's and he did from Barstool and all that. Yeah, goofy stuff. Anyway, um, Jay Norvell, who apparently is no relation to Mike Norvell. I was I was way. actually looking for that. I didn't know if he was or not. <laughs> he is not. I've looked. Um. Nevada's put together three straight winning seasons and three straight bowl appearances. Um, they've got Carson Strong at quarterback and a bunch of receivers. So, um, could be back in business yet again this time around at the top of the West division. Yeah, you know, but that being said, Fresno is always a team that's got to be looked at in San Diego State. This is weird because Brady Hoke's there. So again, ten, Tennessee football coaching legend Brady Hoke. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mentioned that to Juwan Jennings. Why don't you? <laughs> I always love when somebody throws out like Braves legend so and like uh, who, Mike Mordecai. Well, no, somebody that like a big name that played there for like five minutes. Mm. Titans legend Randy Moss. Yes, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Noted Titans legend Randy Moss, but no, I mean Brady Hoke. He's uh, he went four and four last year with San Diego State, but they have traditionally been very good. San Jose State has come on lately. That West Division is really competitive. So Nick Starkle is the quarterback at San Jose State. Where has he not been quarterback? Did he transferred to A and M? Right. Yeah. Yeah, when you said that, it made me think of Tate Martell. He yeah. was transferring again, by the way, <laughs> and has two years of eligibility left. Which which means he's got two more schools left. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nick Starkle is the, the quarterback at San Jose State, and they are looking to challenge Nevada in the West. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good San Diego State is going to be, or San Jose State, I mean. Um, but they won the whole thing last year. But they're yeah, they they're very good, and like I said, they they've been as good as anybody in that in that division. 
This division is really tough. I mean, it's a really strong division. Fresno State, home of Lipscomb Academy legend Trent Dilfer. <laughs> See? Mm. <laughs> we mm. can just go. Mm. Was it, it was David Carr that played. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he at Fresno State? Yeah. Before. And and his brother. Did Derek, Derek. play there too? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, this is, I mean, the other division, the Mountain Division, is pretty much trash can juice. I mean. With the exception of Boise. With the outside of Boise, it's pretty much, I mean, it's literal trash can juice. (laughs) Wyoming, Air Force, which, I mean, Air Force can be good, but it just depends. Um, And and what, what makes Air Force good is what they do offensively that nobody else does. You know, they run the ball. And they, they do it effectively. Yeah. And, and you know, you have to get ready for it, and you have to devote time to getting ready for it because it's so counter to what everybody else is doing. So you don't see it a lot. And then, of course. They were 11-2 and two, two years ago. Who is that? Air Force. Air Force, yeah. No, they were really good a couple of years ago. They went 3-3 three and three last year, but, I mean, it's, again, it just depends on how effective their quarterback is. Mm-hmm. How good of a decision maker is he? Because you have to be a yeah. playing quarterback in the triple option is much harder than playing quarterback in almost any other type of offense because you have to make split second decisions. And you're getting hit every play. And you get hit every play. <laughs> no matter what somebody is is hitting you because that is their job. Yeah. Their their one job in the game <laughs> is to make you feel it. Yeah. So it's it's tough, but I mean if if I was I would say probably Boise's gonna win that mountain division. Um to be honest with you, I think I think one of one of any three teams could win the West. I mean if Fresno, San Jose, Nevada, any of those three could win the West. It's a toss up. San Diego State's probably an outside shot to win it. Uh but your guess is as good as mine if you're trying to make a prediction on well, on this one. Well, my my guess is Boise and Nevada. There you go, and, that, and that's as good of a guess as, like I said, as any. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could be any of those four out of the West for me. I, I'm not. I can't make a pick because I just. I mean, goodness gracious, there's just too many really good teams to pick from and competitive in this league. Um, the only one that's not is UNLV. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And. It's interesting that they've not been any better than they have been. I mean, just traditionally, they've not been very good. I remember seeing them get beat like 63-3 to in a season opener up in Neyland back in the mid-'90s. I mean, they've been bad for a long time. Todd Graham is Hawaii's head coach. Mm -hmm. Did not know that. Yeah. Blake Anderson is the coach at Utah State. He went out there from Arkansas State. It's really hard to recruit to Hawaii, isn't it? Which you wouldn't think it would be, but it's difficult because I got to think that it's 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 not an easy place to just take off to. Uh, yeah, I I think again, like you said, you wouldn't think it would be a hard place to recruit to, but then when all of the logistics come into play, I mean, if you are from the mainland, that's a six-hour flight, I think, from. From the west, the coast. west, from the coast. Yeah, and, I mean, 
And so you don't just you don't go out there and see your kid play every weekend, unless you just move. Yeah. So. And that's got to be. I mean, homesick? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, suck it, suck it up, Buttercup. Here's here's what you do. You you just transfer there from a junior college. Only play two years there. Trust me, (laughs) you can only do two years of being that far away. It would be tough. Uh, Yeah, anyway. Uh, So we've made our semi-whatever predictions here. Let's let's talk about some other predictions on the other side of a break. Mm. Colin Cowherd, matter of fact, decided to give some AFC South trash can juice. Uh, Gridiron Grail. We've never heard of them, but they put out the top 10 AFC South players. Pretty sure they're Colts fans. Um, so, yeah, we will uh, we'll get to all that. And my diabolical what-if scenario concerning Houston and Deshaun Watson. All of that on the other side of the break. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Be right back right after this. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Covering the teams you care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Yeah, that's trash can juice. Speak for yourself. Once again, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. It's definitely going to be some trash can juice in this segment here as we welcome you back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint in the Lee Company studio here in the front office of WKOM 101.7 FM. As we look out the window to West 7th, and if you're watching on Facebook or anywhere else, we appreciate it. Um, let's get into it, guys. Let's talk about Callan Cowherd first. He gives his AFC playoff predictions. What is what is the love? Why why are the Colts getting so much love? What what is what is it about Carson Wentz that makes anybody think he's going to win 11 games in this AFC South? And what is it about – well, 
not only does Cowherd have Indianapolis going 11 and 6, he has them as the only team out of the AFC South making the playoffs, which means he doesn't have the Titans in his top 7, which but two uh, but two is going to go 10 and 7 in Miami. I think that's the big head scratcher is the Miami. After meeting to get pulled multiple times for Fitzpatrick to bail him out. Fitzmagic. The legend. I love <laughs> that guy. Tennessee Titans legend, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> well, it feels like he was a legend everywhere else but <laughs> he was. He was a legend everywhere else but Tennessee. You're that right. That happens a lot. Yeah, that kind of like that Moss guy that you mm-hmm. mentioned. And, and, and in Atlanta for baseball. It's Tennessee football, Atlanta baseball. I, I don't know what people don't see with this Titans team. I mean, I, I know that I know the defense was awful last year. I get that. But they still I, made the I, playoffs. They still only lost five games despite that terrible defense. And they were. And, you know, one – think the defense is going to be better too i think the offense is going to be at least as good that that's my point is i think the offense is going to be better and it's not it's not necessarily because of julio i think julio does certainly make them better but i don't think he's the 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 only reason that they're going to be better he's not the only reason but he is a reason both directly and indirectly sure because he's going to make some plays and he's going to create some plays for other people. Correct. So, um, and and again, as we've said on this show more than once, whether it's 41-38 or 13-10, it a dub's a dub. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, no, Cowherd's AFC playoff predictions. Um, did you read them or did you? I did not. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't read them aloud. I read them. Yeah, yeah. He's got <laughs> Kansas City going twelve and five as the number one seed out of the AFC. Buffalo twelve and five. Baltimore eleven and six. Indianapolis eleven and six. Cleveland ten and seven. Miami ten and seven. And the Chargers nine and eight. He thinks the the Titans are going to lose at least eight games. At least. There, that's not that. No way, zero chance that happens because they play. Uh, four of their games well, are against Jacksonville and Houston, and, Houston. <laughs> and another two are against Carson Wentz. Also, I just wanted to throw in a little tidbit I saw on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Philip Rivers this past season averaged more yards per. Uh, attempt than Carson Wentz did in his best season, which was 2017. This is the problem, is that none of it makes any sense. Everybody thinks that... And I mean, I I know that we kind of come off sounding like homers or whatever, being bothered by this, but I, I just don't see the logic in how this team isn't a playoff participant. The, they open. Oh, go ahead. They get the Jets. They open the season against Arizona. I mean, I can see that being a toss up. I mm-hmm. guess. Okay. They travel to Seattle week two. You can lose that one. That's a losable ball game with awesome. Russell Wilson. They come home on week three. They've got Indianapolis. Who knows? They go to it's the, Indianapolis. They go. Yeah, they go to the Jets. Easy dub. To the Jags. Easy dub. They've got Buffalo on Monday night. Um, so I think that's a, it's a winnable game. Certainly. It's a losable game, but it's a they winnable game. They crushed them last year. 
So they've got Kansas City here. Winnable that, fo- that following Sunday. Toss up. They go to Indianapolis on Halloween. Toss See, up. I think that's I think that's a win. They go to the Rams on that's November seventh. That's a win. Even with Matthew Stafford, it's a win. All right. Um, He's only got him going nine and eight. They host the New Orleans Saints, the oh, Drew Breesless New Orleans Saints, on November fourteenth. Also, speaking of the Chargers, I don't see how he has them going that much better than last year. They didn't really do much to improve. I know Justin Herbert's a great rookie, but like, I don't see him going that much of an. They've got it's the Chargers. They've got Houston coming in on November twenty first. They go to the Patriots the following weekend. Then they finally get a bye. They get twelve games under their belt before they hit a bye. Then they finish up against. Jacksonville here at Pittsburgh, San Francisco here, Miami here, and at Houston with the 17-game schedule. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't see eight absolute see eight. losses. No, I don't. I can see maybe, but I'm thinking this team loses five, maybe six games. Because, again... They're going to be better than they were last year, and they don't have to play the Browns. I think this is a double-digit win team. He's got the Browns at 10-7, and seven, and I think they're a 12-win team. Well, here's the thing. We probably just put more work into this than he did. Than Colin did. And the reason he did it was for this purpose. So, it is what it is. Um, gridiron, we obliged him. Exactly. <laughs> Gridiron Grail. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Has the top 10 AFC South players. I'm pretty sure Cole Kublik was on the was on the uh <laughs> Yeah. Because that, that would make sense. The the best player in the in the AFC South, according to Gridiron Grail, is offensive guard Quentin Nelson of the Indianapolis Colts. Not Derrick Henry. Who's number two? Not Julio. But not only is Indianapolis offensive guard Quentin Nelson, the best player in the AFC South, according to Gridiron Grail, whatever that is. There are three, four, four, four oh, offensive was, linemen. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say there there are three. Oh, there's three Colts. Indianapolis Colts on the team. There <laughs> are four offensive linemen to speak to your Cole Kublik yeah. reference, but there are three Indianapolis players on so, here. No, no four. Nelson, Leonard, Buckner, and Kelly. Four. Yeah. Colts players. Okay. I don't understand the love the Colts are getting. I just don't get it. Please explain it to me. Explain why the Colts are 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 going to be so much I mean, they weren't bad last year, but I think but they, they got worse. Great. I think they got worse at the quarterback position. So They I, didn't get any better. Right. Derrick Henry, number two. Ryan Kelly, former Alabama center, at number six. Yeah, Darius Leonard, Indianapolis linebacker, is number three. DeForest Buckner, the Colts defensive tackle, is four. Larry Tonsil, Houston offensive tackle, is five. Then Kelly is six. And then A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown, Kevin Byard, Julio Jones at seven, eight, nine. I probably agree with that that order. Order, 
But not at 789. But not at 789. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. And then Brandon Linder, center from Jacksonville. Because I guess you had to have somebody they're, from Jacksonville. Yeah, their they're lone uh, participant in this. That's That's something. I mean, there's four Titans on there. I just don't I don't get the love for Indianapolis. I, I don't know. And the Texans, we don't know what who who is the Texans backup quarterback? I think Tyrod Taylor. Oh, I was gonna say uh last name juice, first name trash can. T C T C juice. Uh, Tyrod Taylor played last year, and he is uh, the projected starter with Davis Mills backing him up. Rookie Davis Mills, I do believe. I think. Did he play? Mills last was year? Also, he played last year. Oh, did he? Some... Okay, I thought he was a... okay. Never mind. Uh, who is it not going to be? Probably not going to be Deshaun Watson, although he has apparently decided to show up to camp to avoid fifty thousand dollar a day fine. Good plan on that. That's interesting. Because I wasn't sure with everything that has gone on this se- this off season that they would want him there. Okay, so that was, and you're going to be really mad that you said this, but that's exactly what Clay Travis said. If this is not disciplinary, if this is not actions worthy of discipline, what is? And essentially, his argument was there's no consistency in the NFL. You know, you got guys like Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended for six games for basically nothing, and then you've got this where he's not even suspended. My thought was, JP, you're going to love this. Yeah, you are. Because you know my diabolical mind. Captain Chaos over here. Bring it. In the world that we live in, is there any chance that Deshaun Watson orchestrated some sort of sexual assault allegation to try to get the Texans to release him? They weren't going to trade him. He didn't say no immediately. He hasn't said anything. <laughs> It'd be pretty diabolical it's if he did. It's out there. It's out um, there. It's way I out there. I hope for his sake that that's not true and that doesn't come out. Um, because, well, you know, it's such a sensitive subject for for those that it sure. truly affects. And, you know, it, it, w- it would make it even worse than I think he currently in the situation he's currently in, but it um, would it would be worse than if they were untrue allegations made up made to, by the to answer your question. No, I I don't I don't I think. don't think so either. But yeah. man, boy. Anyway, the situation in Houston bears watching. I feel bad for um, David Cully. Yeah, he walked into which I mean he knew what he was getting into. He knew what he was walking into when he when he took the job. He's taking that paycheck. Get the paycheck. But you're right, Mo. That's then, a that's a tough place to go in. And yeah. then when you leave, just be like, seriously, guys, I knew what I was walking into. What what y'all expect me to do? I, I I'm not a magician. Hey, it's a good opportunity though. <laughs> if if he can maneuver these waters, he can make he can make his stock go through the roof. Yeah, he can he can make a lot of money mm-hmm. in the event. Hey, that that he's betting on himself. I like that. Bet on yourself. There you go. All right, um, that's going to do it for our Monday show. Thank God, because that first thirty minutes was 
rough. That was the Mondayest Monday show in a while. <laughs> Is that was. what you're saying? It was the Mondayest <laughs> Monday show in a while. But we made it through. Absolutely. We'll be back tomorrow, four o'clock. We'll be on WKOM and WZYX 94.5 The Eagle. If you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast, sm-tnsports.com. Plenty of high school sports coverage on there. For my friends, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, and Lawson Smith, I'm Chris Yow saying I hope you guys have a fantastic day and stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.